Hey, thanks for coming back and joining us on another episode here of About Faith. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things to do is have like good testimonies. You know, in the church, we say like good testimonies build faith. So, <laughs> you know, when you hear a great testimony, it does lift your spirits and it, it does build your faith. You know what God can do. And today we have uh, my brother, uh, brother Daniel Gray, uh, Pastor Daniel Gray, yeah, right? Pastor, yes, sir. Pastor Daniel <laughs> Gray here to. Uh, share with us his testimony uh, and, you know, how God delivered him. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well today. It, it's a little cold, but I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> I'm glad to. I'm glad that you decided to stop by and uh, share with us your testimony. Uh, it's actually be my first time here. You know, I've known you for a while since we've sure. working together. Definitely. You know, my wife knew you first, but, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, I'm glad to, you know, have you come by and kind of share with us, you know, how God changed your life how god saved you you know and then that's the things god has done in your life because uh, like we always talk about on this podcast is you know even once you get saved that's not the end of it not at all <laughs> you know what Absolutely. i mean you still have an adversary an enemy who's trying to you know knock us out and we have things that we need god we have to know god in more ways than just being a savior for sure we get to learn about him being a healer a way maker all these other things Absolutely. you know what i mean that uh we learn about god being but uh you don't mind just starting off just kind of like introduce yourself kind of tell us some more about who you are where you come from you know what was the upbringing like for mr daniel gray yeah for sure so daniel gray um i actually just started pastoring we opened up our church December eighteenth. Okay. Um, so we're we're fairly new. Um, okay. Been an elder in the church. Been in ministry for about ten years. Okay. Uh, grew up um, in a in a church home. My yeah, dad yeah, was yeah. a pastor. Mom, singer, evangelist, okay. is a minister now. Do, do you sing? I, to singers, I do not sing. <laughs> <laughs> to, to actual singers, no. <laughs> but just in general, yes, yeah. I can sing. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm very clear in how I answer that. To <laughs> no, I don't say. <laughs> you, uh, so you say you grew up in church. Was it like um, just like typical like church kid growing up? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it was slightly different because my mom and dad didn't go to the same church. Oh, okay. My dad was more of an evangelist at that time. Yeah. So we would be packing up, going with my mom to a normal Sunday service while my dad is going out preaching in different areas. Oh, okay. So that like a traveling minister. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're in different parts of Texas and Mississippi and all these different locations. Okay. Are you from Mississippi? Nope. Born and raised in Dallas. Okay. But he just found his way preaching, traveling. What was that like to see him? Like, what did that like instill in you to see like parents? At the time, it was horrible to me just to know that dad is just leaving (laughs) and going here and we're not always spending that much time with him. Not understanding ministry at that time. Exactly. But at this point in my life now, it's a blessing to be able to see that, to know uh, God, as we were saying, God as a healer, to see that healing ministry, that deliverance tide of ministry, um, and to know all the hard work and dedication that it takes to actually put into this to, to be effective in the ministry. Yeah, what, so when growing up, when you growing up in church, I mean, like everybody's different too. So uh, you see some kids that grow up in church, they love it right off the bat. Were you like that? Did you love it? Did you hate it? You just like, I don't understand it. Like I think it was more the strictness of it. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed the family aspect of it being at home. Yeah. So we always had like different game nights of like Bible trivia and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. So I love that aspect of the family side of it. Right, right. But as far as the rules and the regulations and you can't do this and you can't go here and you yeah, can't yeah. you know what I mean, what normal children around the age is, that that's the da- that was the downside of it at that age. 
you. Yeah, I can see that too, cause like you know that's what I thought. When you don't understand it, you look at it as just rules. Exactly. And you know what I mean? You're like, oh, this is rude. This doesn't make sense. I want to be able to do what I want to do. And, Absolutely. You know what I mean? And 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 but when you get older, you start to understand the word of God. You're like, it's it's not. It's just it's just. I heard somebody put it like this. I was like, even if I wasn't saved, being a Christian is just a good life to live. Absolutely. <laughs> like when you like you don't have to look over your shoulder. You, you, you're not trying to figure out what lie you told here. <laughs> you're not trying to what did I tell this person about sense. me? Like, you know, it's like it's just a good life to live. It's a peaceful life. Absolutely. And so like even outside of uh if I wasn't a Christian, it's just a good life to live when you look at like what what God is telling you to live. You love your neighbor. Well, who, we, how is that wrong? Like you yeah, know what I mean? I should be doing <laughs> like, that, yeah, you know what I mean? Like don't covet. That's 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 good things, like yeah. things that are just good principles. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. morally good to make your life good. So, um, I know you said you like you enjoyed the family aspect, but the strictness of it growing up though did when did I guess God start dealing with you personally? Or did you stray away and come back? Like was it To be honest, it was little little pieces in life. Mm -hmm. So as a preacher's kid, as my dad being a preacher, yeah. you would always get within the church you're going to be a preacher when you grow up oh, yeah. or yeah, yeah you're going to, I can see you're going to yeah, be yeah, something yeah. late and you don't coming from church people. You're like, you're just saying that because of the relation between the family. You right, just right. think it's going to kind of trinkle down. Right. Right. But then hearing these things from other people outside of the church, there were plenty uh, of different moments in my life where people, I, I remember specifically, I was hanging out with my cousins. My family's really, really big on right. my mom's side. And I was just trying to live in the world. I was trying to just be with the family and do what they do. They yeah, curse, yeah. I curse, you know, yeah, they, yeah, you yeah. know they're getting around and doing what that. And the thing was, a lady drove up to me as we were standing outside. And she said, son, you don't, you look out of place. Mm. Ma'am, you don't know. I, she I, didn't know you? Didn't know me. I didn't know her. I'm. Never seen her till this day. She gave me a script, uh, um, one of those what a like track track. Yeah. She gave me a track and said, "You need to be seeking God." I was stunned for a moment, and yeah. then, at, you know, I played it off because my cousins were around. But I got home and started reading, and maybe I need to change my life, you know. And, yeah. And obviously, I was maybe about fourteen at that point, but yeah. God didn't really start dealing with me. Got saved at 19 okay. in college. Yeah. So that's when he really was dealing with me. So I think that would be kind of the age range of when it really started. It, it kind of happened periodically throughout my life because mm -hmm. you have that good foundation. You yeah. know the word of God. Yeah. But you kind of try to run and So straight. that 14-year-old. And then what happened between like 14 and 15? Like some, some other things that happened? Just, just going in and out. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously obligated to go to church, but one of the churches we were affiliated with called God's World, mm -hmm. they had a really good youth department. Yeah. So I was working within that ministry. We would do like skits and different things. Yeah, so I yeah. saw the creativity side of the ministry going on there. Right. But never fully committing to it with right, my right. actual life or right. commitment. Yeah. And you said, well, you got, so you finally, and I know it's like, it's always, when you look back, it's always a series of events. And as it gets closer to, I'll say your hour of deliverance. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you can, you, when you, afterwards, you can look back and you say, man, I can see God was like really orchestrating that time really, really well. So I know you said at 19, what was going on? Like right up leading to you finally saying, you know what, God, I surrender. So it was fresh out of college. Um, my daughter had just been born uh, maybe a year. Two, um, she was probably going on two by mm -hmm. that point. Um, living in college struggling, um, having issues, do, doing good school-wise, met my wife at that point, and 
her background of her um, upbringing, I'll, I'll say her upbringing was her d- grandfather was a pastor. She's grown up, and it was that pull and that connection with her yeah, yeah. that said, "You know what? I can, I can see this. I, I've, I've been out here in the world. I've done what I wanted to do. I've made my, I've had my desires, had what I wanted yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. I feel that portion. I'm looking for something different. There was a certain urge that was just on the inside of me that yeah. was pulling me towards back of that foundation." Yeah. So what day do you remember the day you finally surrendered and said, you know what, God, I'm coming back to you and I want you to change my life and <laughs> I surrender all to you. I remember it being a driving Christian college dorm room. Okay. I went to my brother. That's what school you went to? Yep. That's okay. what college I was in. <laughs> and I remember going to, uh, I was roommates with my friend since kindergarten, Philip Fagan. You may yeah. know him. He goes to full, full gospel a lot. Um, Glasses. Yep. Okay. Ball yeah. Headed. Yeah, yep. yeah. 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 <laughs> my cousin. He he he. Actually, actually, usually, I I've seen him with my cousin. Got it. Uh, Keelan Murray. Keelan went to the Jarvis. That's yeah. where I met yeah. Keelan. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So a couple of uh, those Jarvis people, Keelan, Naisha, yeah. uh, Tiffany Johnson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So all of them kind yeah. of were that Jarvis family. But I remember going to him um, and saying, "Man, I'm tired of the way I'm living. Can y'all pray for me?" Him and a, another friend of mine. And we prayed the prayer of faith right there and tears were just going. And you know how they say, you know, I looked at my hands and my hands look. I was going to ask Really? I was literally about to ask. Really? Yeah. (laughs) So I don't remember the hands looking new, but I remember walking outside. It was maybe nine, 10 o'clock at night, dark skies. And it just seemed like a brightness. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? A, a heavy load lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. Just looked new. Yeah. You know, I, didn't, I didn't have the, yeah. the appearance of the hands and that yeah. side of the testimony, but just a difference yeah. in the way I looked. Yeah. I heard people say that. Uh, I've recently talked to somebody and it was like, it just seemed brighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's almost like something that you can tell something changed. I told somebody for me, like, it, it, it always felt like, uh, it, it felt like, like, uh, just a burden was lifted off, mm-hmm. and it felt like the peace I was looking for was yep. just there. Like you know, like it's just like for everybody is different. Some people are like oh, I didn't see that. Some people are like man, every every like they painted the whole church. Yep. Like I came out the prayer room. <laughs> <laughs> like how long was I back there? <laughs> like yep. so, everybody is different. I also like the part because you said like you were at school, and a lot of people feel like they have to only get saved, like they have to make it to the church. Mm-hmm. But no, I could. You know, if you know somebody, you can reach out right then. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I've been had the the privilege, you know what I'm saying, of having people call me, and I've been able to pray with mm-hmm. them over the phone, and you can see, like, God change them over. You can hear it yeah. over the phone. So you don't have to be in the specific building to cry out to God. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If you're ready to He's get everywhere. saved. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. You can get saved right then. You know, I don't want to wait. You know what I mean? You don't have Absolutely. to wait until, oh, man, they got, it's Tuesday, and church ain't getting into Sunday. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? You wait can, till Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. you don't have to wait. That's why I love that, and I love, the, like you said, you know, you have that, you came out, and like, it did look, if you felt that heavy load lifted, and we talked about it before the podcast started, but after you get saved, that's not, that's not the end. Nowhere near. Right? You know, we're going to have trials, we have uh, tribulations, we have those things that we go through. Um, I don't know if there's a specific testimony that you had since you've been saved, something you've dealt with that you don't mind sharing with the listeners. And then we just kind of talk about like, you know, scriptures that you stood on and things like that throughout that process. Absolutely. Yeah. So the scripture for my entire life has always been uh, that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. That, mm-hmm. That's the, the go-to scripture of me holding on to when trials and tribulations come. Um, the specific trials, I can go from a health situation. Mm-hmm. I was, I was 
almost 400 pounds, maybe less than two years ago. Oh, for real? Yeah. I had had heart attack. I was on, I was diabetic, taking insulin, taking up to about 10 pills or 10 forms of medication a mm-hmm. day. Um, those are, that. that's one side of the testimony. And now here I am, 100 pounds lighter, a yeah. little 100 pounds, a little over 100 pounds yeah. lighter. Looking good, no medication. By, by the way. I appreciate it. <laughs> to God be the glory, man. And it wasn't, you know, a lot of times I don't think people look at the physical aspect of, mm-hmm. Working, we look at the faith, but we don't look at not only is, do you have to apply faith, but work goes along with that faith. Go ahead and break that down. I know you can break that down. Absolutely. <laughs> so many times we're looking for God, we're praying God fix this situation. I'll use my specific example, right? Uh, with my help, I could have easily just sat there and prayed, God, take this weight off me, right? Right. I, I bind belly fat, or yeah, I, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Some people take it to that literal sense, but I understood God not necessarily just make me healthier, but God, I want you to change my mind. I want right. you to change the the aspect of or my relationship with food. I right. want you to change uh, the way that I think, the way that I, my self control. Right. We look at not just the I'm asking God to do something, but right. change the way that I'm even doing things. Give me the self-control. Give me the willpower that I have to be consistent. Right. Because we can always pray uh, and apply faith. God, I believe you can. Right. But there's something that we have to do in order for God to move. In many scriptures, we talk about the Bible says, if you keep your mind stayed upon him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. Right. He, he gives us the promise of perfect peace, but there's something that we have to do to right. obtain it. We've got to keep it's our a, mind stayed upon him. It's always him. conditions with Absolutely. those promises. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's the same way with that testimony of mine. For years, I would say, God, help me, help me, help me. But I wouldn't apply any type of work to go along with that faith. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest in any trial or tribute that I faced, that's one side of it. I can go down marital problems. I can go down um, issues with staying focused scripturally and staying in my word and dedication and focus Mm -hmm. there. In any trial or tribulation that I ever faced, I wasn't just relying on God to fix every problem by himself and just leaving it on him. But I'm saying, God, help me to be able to do this and right. help me give me the strength and the discipline that I need to be able to do these things. And and that ultimately comes from his power, from the well, spirit of God. Yeah. Discipline is very important in the Christian walk. I think a lot of people miss that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? We expect God to just take us up yep. or snap it. And I, I, I remember reading, I was telling somebody, I was like, that's the thing you can read scripture. Now, sometimes he does he does do it like For that. Sure. You know what I mean? You you go into something, you pray, especially when you like new, like we say, babe in Christ. Right. Is it like God comes? You like pray and He fixes it Boom. before you even. <laughs> you know, but but if He did that all the time, you wouldn't grow. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Sometimes like, and sometimes He gives us the power to do things ourselves. Yeah. Um, recently there was a message, and we we at church, and we he talks about that He gives us the power to get wealth. Mm-hmm. In other words, he he puts the ability in my hands. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. he'll guide me along the way, like you said. He he gives me the power to bind and loose. Absolutely. So he, he he gives me power to do a lot of things, but it's up to me to actually have the discipline to use it and to do it right. Like faith, like you said, faith without works is dead. If I don't exhibit what I need to do, mm-hmm. you know, to be like like you said, I can pray. Hey, belly fat be gone. Gone. <laughs> but if I'm not, but if I'm not willing to be this, I'll be praying that same prayer. Again, if I don't have any discipline, yeah. I, and what, what guys be like, well, what's the point of me continuing to do this if you're going to continue to keep the same bad habits Absolutely. and keep it? And so I, I, I like that you talked about like discipline. I have to have discipline in my pro life because mm-hmm. it does bleed over to everything else, For right? Sure. Like we can get caught up in work, we can get caught up in uh, marriage, and uh, you have children, children, yeah. and 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 friendships, and hanging out, and you're like, 
And I, I learned early on, you have to have discipline in that. Sometimes somebody taught me early, like, cause you taught, you brought it up and it made mm-hmm. me start thinking yeah. about like, you know, even in our, our, our relationship with God, sometimes you have to just tell your friends, no, like, Hey, Hey, I want to go out tonight. Nah. And, and you, and you, you may not have had plans to do anything, but you know what? I'm going to spend this time with God. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, I'm going to go to, I'm just going to go read my Bible. I'm going to go pray because I have to say no, show God that he's more important. And his word is more important. And time spending with him is more important than anything else. Um, so I know, I know that I, I went off on a tangent cause I just no, love no. talking about faith and discipline of God and things like that. I'm, as I'm sure you too, you do as well. You probably get excited. <laughs> I get excited. Listen, yeah. Because I think many times the enemy comes in, in certain different ways and everything is not the devil. Yeah. We, we understand that right, Every, right. everything is not Sometimes the devil. just life. Absolutely. But, but many times it is different trials or different tests that are faced with us. Perfect example. Like you used with friends calling, I know I'm not the only one that many times I say, you know what, this week after a good sermon, this week I'm gonna apply that this week. Oh yeah, I'm you know, when you're in church you feel listen, feel great. Oh I'm about to Come on, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. you know, lift it oh, up. I'm praying all week, I'll uh, do it and then fast day Tuesday <laughs> through Thursday, I'm I'm putting everything in. And then all of a sudden Oh, wait, we got a birthday party to go to on Wednesday? You know yeah. what? Maybe I'll cut the fast short. Or maybe yeah. we have all these opportunities. So I think the the testing or the the, the testing of our words when we make the we've got to be very like intentional it. with with the information or the statements that we give. Yeah, I like that. It's the testing of our words, because what does it talk about? It's better to not make a vow. Uh, what is this yeah. yeah. I forget the scripture I have, but but I, I know like, you know, like we shouldn't make a vow if you're not gonna keep it. People we get like you said, we at church, Excited, feel yeah. good, emotions, yeah, yeah, get high, and you like, oh God, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and you making vows off of your emotion, yeah. and then when it's time to make good on those vows, then people are like, ah, what was it? Um, he made the vow like the first person he sees, that and comes his daughter, and I, I, I it, it escapes me right now, but his daughter was the first person mm-hmm. that came out, and so you. It's either to say something here because you want God to do this, yeah. but when it's time to actually act on that, don't forget that vow that you made. Like you said, people will say, oh, you know, I'm going to fast, I'm going to read, I'm going to do all this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you want to go out? Oh, well, I guess I'll cut this fast. Yeah. You know, I, I did want to go out to the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. I did want to. That does sound pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, time to, it's time to hang out. But, I mean, you can't you can't grow like you want to grow without spending time with Absolutely. God. You know what I mean? When uh, I was just recently talking to somebody else about this too. We, we say we have, we say we say it all the time. Like I, I trust God, mm-hmm. but how do you know until you actually? Absolutely, it's time to go through something where you have to trust God. You know what I mean? I can say it all the time. Oh, I trust Him. Oh, He's faithful. And the truth be told, like I, I would tell if I'm like God, hey, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody. I trust you. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have, you don't have to recommend We're good. me. We're good. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> like I trust you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. I mean, we don't we don't really know that we have real faith, or we don't really know. It's easy to talk it. Yeah. So another thing, when it's time to actually do it. So. Absolutely, I think about the scripture: the trying of our faith worketh patience, mm-hmm. and patience, experience, and experience hope. Because many times we can talk a good game, and right. I know a, pe- a lot of people that talk real good. Yep. But then trials come. They're tearing down. They're breaking down. Getting ready to turn up and 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 throw the hand and throw in the white flag and yeah. And they're ready to give up on God. Right. But faith that is not tested is not real faith to me. Right. You know what I mean. Faith has to be tested. Faith has to be proven. And that's where we see it actually being growing into that that faith that is the size of the mustard seed that we said we can have. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and 
If there are any, I always ask people this because you know, I like my songs sometimes. Too. Yeah. I, nothing takes the place of the word of God. And I would say it like this. I'm like, I stand on the word, but sometimes the, 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 a good, a good song is like a, a massage when you're going through something. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, like it don't bring me out, but it, 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 it just helps comfort me sometimes in the thing. Were there any songs you listen to or any things particular? We've had Fred Fred Hammond. Old school Fred Hammond was apparently everybody's go-to for a while. Really? <laughs> so I'm more of the congregational. A good because he lives? Okay. Oh, listen, that'll take me all the way in every single time. That will encourage me. Just because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I'm really big on now. Uh, it's a guy named uh, Osby Berry. Okay. He's a, uh, I think, a praise team maybe leader um, of Transformation Church okay. in Oklahoma. Um, but a really good congregational song, uh, Help Me, Lord. Listen, yeah. it, it will encourage me. I, I think those were that, the consistence in my life, especially during trials and tribulations. Yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah, those are the kind, those old ones, you know, they'll take a, a whole church in. Absolutely. You, you hear those. Uh, yes, Lord. It'll be a whole. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole. You may not. You may not get to get to the message. People start singing songs like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I, I was telling my wife last week. I was like, they don't. They don't make songs like they used to. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying there aren't any good, but it's just something about like some of those old songs. They don't For make sure. them like they used to. Um, now, um, now I know you said you've been in ministry for ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, Along the way, you know, is there any, have there been any like spiritual mentors that have guided you and helped you? Because we all need that. The Bible talks about, you know, let the, like, let the elders teach a younger man. Sure. You know what I mean? And so, is there been anybody that's along the way that's helped guide you and mentor you and um, somebody that, you know, and like maybe some advice that they gave you that you could share with other people that have helped them along the way? Because, I mean, we all, whether we, we all have our own path. But sometimes it's some of the same. Sometimes we, it's people that God has placed in our life for a Definitely. reason, so we can have, we can draw from. It. And then you, you start realizing, like, man, you've been through this too. You've dealt for with sure. this too, and it help, it helps you. It gives you confidence to know that you're not the only person that's been through those things. Absolutely, yeah. So starting off was at home with my dad being a pastor. He was really instrumental. Just seeing a lot of times. So he passed away in 2011. Oh, so. Before I even got into ministry, you yeah. know what I mean? Before I really started into me, I think he may have saw one message that I preached, mm-hmm. and that was about it. So I never really got to pick his brain on the ministry yeah, side. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, just the examples that he showed uh, or that he left with me seeing from growing up and seeing different aspects of the ministry, that was always uh, instrumental in kind of a mentor. And it moved on to uh, my p- late pastor, uh, James Donald, okay. who really just trained me uh, in ministry. That's where I was first ordained as a minister, uh, trained me, took on, took me under his wing, trained me in different aspects of the ministry, whether it be funerals and, and how to conduct myself in that re- regard, studying tips, stuff like that. Um, and now I have a spiritual father, spiritual mother, uh, who's my aunt, an apostle, um, another bishop that just surround myself because, you know, the Bible says iron sharper than iron. Right, so right. I, I want to make sure that I'm around people that are pulling on God and have wisdom that I may not have even, or wisdom and experiences that I may not have even encountered. Now. Yeah. What are like, so I know you've been in ministry for a while and what are like some things like as, as a minister that you've encountered that you can say like, you know, this is something that as a minister, you, you have to watch out for. This is something that you, you need to uh, be conscious of. You know, when you get into ministry, any like thing you could share with some young ministers out there? A few things. Watch out for pride. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the biggest thing. And then the scripture that rings to my mind is that the gift of God is without repentance. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think a lot of times people will consistently just go for it. You see a mighty move of God, God using you in a high place, uh, and you will forget that you have to be consistent and sanctify yourself in the scripture. Because once you get to a certain level, I know many preachers that have told me this in my past, some mentors, some people that I just know, you know how to preach. Yeah. 20, 20 years in, 30 years in, you know how to preach a message. You, you yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, to really, yeah. you know what I mean? You got that experience now, but without the spirit of God in it, without, it don't, you, it don't matter. It won't, it won't do a thing. You yeah. may help somebody as far as giving them knowledge and wisdom, but it's the spirit of God that breaks yokes. It's yeah, the yeah. spirit of God that comes in and transforms lives. Right. Uh, so being careful for pride, making sure that you're not thinking more highly of yourself than you all to. Um, the consistency in your prayer life, we talked about that, consistency in your dedication to God. And be careful for adding things to your plate that are unnecessary. Mm. For me, I am busy already. I'm a full-time worker at Geico. Yeah. I'm a full-time ministry now, a, a pastor in a church. I'm um, been married for almost 13 years. Yeah. I've got four children, yeah. <laughs> one being a toddler now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've got things to do. Yeah. I've got but if I'm not careful, I'll begin to add additional things into my plate to where now when it's time to study or prepare a sermon or prepare this, it feels more like a burden than a blessing. Right. So I would definitely encourage any young pastor, make sure that you're all of those things, but making sure that you're setting specific time away uh, for God and making sure that you're not overcrowding your schedule to do so. Yeah. I like that. Cause I feel like some people like they could, some people feel like it has to be spontaneous. Yeah. Oh, they did. Ain't the spirit to move me to go pray or do I, like no? I can set specific time. Absolutely. I think about Daniel. Daniel prayed three times a day. That's what it says. He yeah. prayed. So he he had set time to make sure Absolutely. he was spending time with God. And when I when I started to think about that, that helped me in my own. Like, hey, this is my time with God. Yeah. It, it helps me to say, hey. And then not only that, it started to seem like God knew. Like, and He was meeting me there mm-hmm. because He knew, hey. This is our time we spend together. It's like an appointment. Absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Your own schedule. Got yeah, like, God, like, oh, I'm looking. And he, he's going to be here mm-hmm. at this time. And, and and so many times people want this, like, spontaneous, like, they want the spirit to just, like, carry them and move them. But, no, you have to put forth that effort, like you said. And then also, you can you can preach a message, and it, and it goes good, but you have to realize, like, it's not yourself. Yeah. It's God, because he can leave you hanging by yourself. Absolutely. And, I, and nobody wants to... <laughs> I've seen some stuff, man. I've seen some stuff. I don't want to get up there and like, hey, where is God? You know what I mean? It's just you just up there talking at that yeah, point. Yeah, and, and it doesn't do anything for anybody, right? And you know, what I mean? and I, I was I was telling somebody, I was like, when you study, because I, I love the word, I get excited. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have to calm myself down when I'm studying. I've seen I you like, a couple times, but you can go. By the way, <laughs> it's the Lord to God be the glory. Because yeah, um, I will even in studying, like if I'm in here studying, I'll read and I get so excited about scripture. Cause you're like, oh my god, look what God is doing. Yeah, yeah read a, you read a story and you're like, oh man, look look what he just yeah. did. And then you read something, and you're like, oh my god, look what God just said. <laughs> and so I get so excited that I have to literally come back, I have to calm myself down because now I'm standing up, I'm walking throughout <laughs> the house, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be in there studying. Yeah. And like, and then sometimes like you can get something you're like, oh my, this blessed me. They're gonna love this. Absolutely. And then you say it, and the crowd is like. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> you I, like, I yeah. got to move on. Like, you know what I mean? And Absolutely. so it, it gives you a glimpse of like, if you think you can do something in your own power, like be careful. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because without God, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can, then you can see something, you say something, you'll be like, Hey, God is good. And then everybody's ready to 
shout and yes, praise the is. Lord. You know what I mean? It just it goes a different way. It's just because it's just if you let you gotta always. That's what my mom taught me when I first started. Man, she said always leave room for God. You know, I don't want my stuff so like. I like that I can't follow the spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I want to do my part in study because he says to study to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. So I want to do my part. For sure. But I also don't want to forget. I want to feel like I got it. Like For you sure. said, it's yeah. easy to get. That's pride too. Absolutely. Like I got it. it. I don't need, you know I'm what I mean? Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you like, nervous? I got this. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so I never want to feel like I got it. And I feel like that's a good thing for ministers. So never, you should never feel like you got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't care if I'm sitting across from a lunch table talking to somebody. I always want the spirit to for sure. guide those conversations so I can make sure. Because I can, I can always, I can say the wrong thing and mess them up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the spirit to give me what's right to say. For sure. um, a timely I, word for the people. Yeah, I love that. Um and not gonna hold you too much longer. Um I know you said that uh you have a you just started pastoring. Yeah. Um and just wanted to, you know, talk about, you know, that you know, that experience. I know it hasn't been long. For sure. But you can talk about that experience a little bit, you know, even the, the church that you the name of the church. Yeah. So the name of the church is Divine House of Deliverance. Okay. Uh, so we've actually just got a location that we're, so it's another church that we're renting out one of their sanctuaries. So God's just really been showing himself faithful even yeah. the more, you know, yeah. we, we know God's been good and faithful. Um, so originally God gave me the name of the ministry years ago. Yeah. And I, he was just kind of training me and preparing me up into the point, uh, got ordained as an elder, maybe uh, less than a, about a year ago now. Yeah. Um, actually, October of last year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just kind of setting some things up. And uh, we were having church out of our home for a, a good, about a month and a half. Mm -hmm. um, and God opened up the door where we're, where we're at now. And the experience has been great. I know, like you said, it's a, it's a small bit or a small um, sample size of what ministry is. But I can see God's hand in things. Mm -hmm. I can see where God was really preparing me in certain situations. Yeah. Just the training and, and the experience that he's yeah. given me through this, through these times or through these 10 years or almost 11 years. Now I can kind of look and see, okay, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've experienced <laughs> yeah. this side of some people. I've, I've experienced being left. I've experienced being, uh, uh, someone breaking their word. I've experienced that didn't feel good when I was experiencing it, but yeah. I can see that, you are preparing me for such a time as this in yeah. this ministry. I'm glad to hear. And then uh, before we get out of here, I was asking my listeners, I mean, my, my, my guests, um, is there anything you want to leave specific, you know, whatever you want, thought that's been on your heart or anything, leave to the listeners and just kind of explain like why you wanted to leave that thought with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would say, uh, don't settle for less than what God has for you. Mm -hmm. um, and that can be a wide range of, of topics, whether that's relationships, whether that's working opportunities, whether that's in ministry, whatever it is, don't settle for less than what, less than what God has for you. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times um, I, I said not too long ago uh, to a group of people, God has tailor-made blessings and tailor-made things specifically for us. I know plenty of people that are looking to get into relationships. And if you're care if you're not careful, you'll settle for something that God didn't really have prepared for you. Right. I know people that have wanted positions and looked for raises and, and different things. And if we're we're not careful, we'll settle. God has something greater and better for us, right. but not only in the natural side, but right. even in the spiritual side. Right. Um, people will settle for 
living in a condition or living in a way, living in sin, living uh, in a lot, living in a, a life that's not pleasing to God and right. settling for that. When God says, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. When he says that we can have salvation, when he says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Right. So make sure that we're not settling and, and just living a, a, a life that's not pleasing to him when he's saying we can do everything that he's called for us to do, but there's something that we have to do in order to get there. Yeah. I love it. I appreciate you for stopping by. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, this won't be the last time stopping by. We can have some more discussions. For sure. <laughs> I will be honored. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I do appreciate you stopping by. And we're going to go ahead and end it and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, TJ Hawthorne. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.